0: Welcome to Slash Report. I'm Prue, and I am joined by Marilyn this week to talk about a very special topic that I can apologize in advance because I have a feeling that this podcast is going to be a little bit batty. <laughs> maybe. Maybe. Just to give you guys some context, they've already been talking about this for about like 15 plus minutes prior to me hitting the record button, and it's been it's been interesting. It's been special. It's been very different. And I'm going to let her introduce our other guests for this week because I have to go get myself a whiskey. <laughs>
1: Hey everybody, this is Mare. Um, I am joined by Mistress Kirby or N. Say hi. Hi. <laughs> and also um, first timer on Slash Report, Eleanor Levin. Hello. Um, and the three of us have seen every single episode of the show. Prue has not... We have um, not yet
2: stated the name of the show. Oh, I'm sorry. We're
1: talking about Vikings. Vikings! Vikings. Which, and like that, that level of cheer is um, dubious. <laughs>
2: Depends on what episode we're talking about! Right. Oh, yeah.
1: Uh, (laughs) So... The show okay. is basically um nine episodes. It just finished up its first quote unquote season on the History Channel. <laughs> and um if you can see the air quotes around word <laughs> history. Yeah. And also, would be also
2: around, around around history channel, around
3: season, around <laughs> general like narrative concepts right. just
1: to begin with. Right. It's good times. Time, yeah. Okay. Um and yeah, basically like this is also the station that brought you the pyramids were built by aliens which you know we should have known better going and Nazis 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 (laughs) yes yeah um, so, to sort of give a background on what the show is about, um, well, while Prue is starting to drink, um, <laughs> I just came out with my backup handle. Yeah.
2: <laughs> it's a Jack Daniels day.
1: Yeah. Um, this show is basically about the actual real-life historical figure of Ragnar Lothbrook. Um. Oh my god, he's real? He's yes. actually based in, he actually is based, which is part of the problem of the show. Right. Um, so he's based in an actual historical, like, um, Viking explorer. Figure. Yeah. Um. And his wife, Lagartha and the Viking culture that he exists in, and sort of, ostensibly it starts off telling you that it's going to be this sort of, like, Viking exploration show about them, like, finding the West. And then it doesn't really do that.
2: <laughs> they find the West, and then it's anticlimactic.
1: Yeah, right. And then more Viking
2: they things happen. They steal a monk. They yes. steal a monk. Yes, yes. That, and, and... Part,
3: I think the main reason why all of us started watching the show in the first place was, three. was because of what was promised to us in episode three, which is, well, okay, so in episode two... Um, do we actually want to go through and like tell what the, what yes, the, like, yeah, first
2: yeah, first sure. yeah, sure. there are okay, only nine sorry. episodes, there so are. it won't take long. It yeah. won't, but, but, okay, so, so, except, except, and we're probably, we're, we're going to
1: spoil you for this entire article. Yeah, so. if you, if
2: you
3: care about, like, the integrity of not knowing, like, what happens quotes, beforehand, integrity um,
2: don't, don't <laughs> listen to this podcast, that's all I can really say. <laughs> right. um uh, Wait, I will interrupt to say, don't care about the integrity of the show. Yeah. <laughs> if you haven't seen it yet. You should listen to this podcast first, so you don't go through what we went through watching it in live time. Yes. This, is, this is a cautionary tale, and it is
3: an enticement too. But like, you should know what you're getting yourselves into, and before when to stop watching. <laughs> that, that, that's valid, exactly. Okay, so the setup is that that Ragnar is one of many Vikings who, um, you know, is is in the Viking culture, and then there's the Earl who is in charge of what it is that they do and where they go and where they raid. And at this point, they've only been raiding to the east, and they go to the east, but Ragnar is brilliant for some reason, and wants to go to the west. He's all about the west, and the first episode is really intent on making you realize how much he wants to go west. And,
1: right. like, and you can just hear, like, the Village People song playing yes. <laughs> for, for the entire time. And, <laughs> um...
3: <Young
4: man>.
1: Yeah. <laughs> Wrong one. I, I would read that
3: AU. Okay, so, um... <laughs> Anyway, but, but so he eventually, with the help of Floki, not to be confused with Loki, <laughs> except, except maybe,
1: um, <laughs> which is played by uh, Skarsgård. A Skarsgård! A Skarsgård, yes. He's and, very
3: tall. <laughs> yes, he is. looked we'll up there. And, um, and wears the eyeliner all the time. Yeah, yeah. And so um, Floki builds a boat that is capable of going the you know across the open ocean. The long distances. And, and like, they figure out a way to navigate. to navigate by the sun and the positioning and blah, blah, blah. All that. And so... He tries to Ragnar tries to go through the Earl in order to do this and get permission to go raiding, and the Earl is like, Fuck that, no, I don't want to get richer, is pretty much his <laughs> no, argument. I'm very no
1: riskiness, yeah. And I've right. only a possibility of return, right? but yet I'm not gonna
3: like yeah, like, I'm not actually it. the one risking my life and you know, all the rest of it, but no. And so they go against him and they go off and they sail to England and they land at the Tangle um, Island. Yes, whatever,
2: Lindisfarne. Lindisfarne in the in the northern part of Northumbria, um, which is a real place, it is. where they had a real abbey, yep. where they had real monks making real copies of the Bible, known as the Lindisfarne Gospels. Exactly. So you see these adorable, and, like, yes, Jesus. these adorable History! monks, <laughs> these adorable monks with their quill monks, scripture boner, just like. Into yep. Okay, we so get it, to the, see adorable monks making scriptures. Just, right, right, right. And, and so, then the
1: Vikings come and kill all of them. Right.
2: <laughs> except, except for, <laughs> right. except for a handful. The, the,
0: the one. <laughs> the, the, except, for,
3: except for a handful. One of whom inexplicably, and for reasons that are never explained. <laughs> Speaks Viking or Norse <laughs> or, whatever or whatever the fuck, and and so right. he just happens to know their language. And so Ragnar, who is not dumb except for when he is,
2: but he's is, like
0: Pocahontas. Like, yes, he can sing with all the colors of the wings. Exactly. Right. The well, way they, way they,
2: they 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 <laughs> like they half explain it. You were right. <laughs> they half explain it by saying he, he's, he's traveled. He's traveled like as a missionary. missionary. He had traveled some and met people who spoke Norse, and he picked up some Norse. But
1: the funny thing is that he's sort of he's basically becomes
2: which doesn't he, make any sense considering no. that the whole point of this show is that, is that the people who live in Denmark and the people who live in England have don't know heard. about each other yet. That's the point. And yet. And yet. Yeah, so, so basically like this is your first act of massive
1: hand waving and the first of many acts of massive <laughs> hand waving you're going to have to do. If you like you know, plot holes, if they are a problem for you, yeah. continuity is a problem for you, again, do not. I do not recommend.
2: Being able to flat <laughs> figure out where in time <laughs> an episode time is taking place. Yes. Anyway, so they, they
1: basically Ragnar kidnaps Athelstan, who is um, the, the most adorable monk and the most failures monk in the whole world, and because he's intrigued. Um, like and Athelstan
2: gets, gets to take his Gospels with him. He yes. takes his Bible. Because Ragnar's like, I don't care, it's a book. Yeah. <laughs> Keep
1: <laughs> um, And so, and then he basically takes him back, and um, and then he becomes sort of Ragnar's family's like house slave. Oh,
2: but my you, you forgot my favorite part, which is, it's one of these things where in episodes two and three where you're like, this is going to be amazing. Yes. Basically, the Earl finds out that he has sailed west shows up when Ragnar comes back with all of these treasures, and Ragnar's like, fuck you, bitch. I got all these treasures from the West. And the Earl's like, that's great because you did it without asking me, I get to keep everything. (laughs) And Ragnar is like, are you fucking kidding me? And the Earl's like, well, I'll be magnanimous. You get to keep one thing. One piece of treasure. One piece of treasure. Guess what he chooses. And he looks around at all the treasure and he says, I'll take the monk. (laughs) And the Earl has this great look on his face where he goes, really, the monk? (laughs) And the Earl's wife, Siggy, who we'll get to later, starts laughing (laughs) hysterically. And... And, um, Ragnar's brother, Rolo, who we do have to talk about, I I know we were avoiding it, but we have to, Rolo rolls his eyes like, are you a fucking idiot, and Ragnar grins at everybody and is like, me and the monk are going home. And ties a rope around his neck and And carries him off. drags him off home to his wife. Yeah, and
1: you're like, yes, good.
3: And and there's actually a moment, though, too, where, um, where as he's being dragged off the second time that they go into, um, into town together, um... Ragnar, right? Yeah, Ragnar is basically, uh, you know, like pulling Athelson behind him with with the rope, and Athelson stops in this act of like defiance, and Ragnar and falls to his knees, and yeah, and falls to his knees, and because that's what he does, and um, <laughs> like really, and and so he, and so he has this moment where where he's like, "What if I? I'm not going to come? No, no, I'm not going to come with you. What? What up?" And Ragnar, <laughs> what are you going to do? Man? What are you going to do? And Ragnar just like looks at him and it's and it's like, and he just. Leans over and you think, or I mean, you're supposed to think that he's going to kill him. And he doesn't kill him. He just takes
1: the rope off and is like, do what you want. At which point Athelsen is like, I guess I'll come with you then. I guess I'll follow you soon. <laughs> and so it's like this like really... What is
3: the slave relationship here is really odd. But so right? okay. Oh,
0: no, we've discussed this before. We have to talk about how Ragnar and Legarkha suck at having a slave. They do. They do. Yep. Well yep. okay, but, but we, before we talk about
3: that though, we need to talk about um so everything that's set up here is kind of like, oh, this is a, an, an ideal slash pairing. Hell, there was an entire inception fic that was basically this show. <laughs> toast, um, to Helen-ish. toast to Hellenish. Toast <laughs> to Hellenish. Um and, um, Patience, a steady hand. And so, like, it, all of this is like, oh, this is a perfect slash pairing. But actually, it's not. Because the other character that we haven't really talked about that much yet is Ragnar's wife, Lagertha. And she is fucking awesome. awesome. Like, out of the, out of the Gorgeous. three of them, yes. she's actually the character that I liked best first. Like, she's... Right. She's interesting, she's, like, compelling, she, like, there's just so she's much... She's a killer mom. She's a great mom, it's and she's literally. a great warrior, um, and she's, you know, she's a shield maiden, and she, like, she just fucking rules at everything, yes. basically. And, um, um, and she and, and Reiner have and she this likes really, to... Reiner
2: has been, like, a bull. <laughs> yes, she does. As Which, stated in the show. At,
3: understandable. <laughs> yes. And And, like, they have a really, like, intense sexual relationship that's, like believable and right. like you 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 really get what their partnership is from the beginning and so for us their marriage
1: is just delightful their
3: marriage is great and so right. like for, for us you look at them and you you don't want to take Ragnar away from her and give him to an adorable monk you just want to add the adorable monk to both of them
1: right. and guess what they want that too <laughs> and, and because in episode three they basically are like, hey, want to come to bed with us? No, no, no. And In episode
2: three, Athelstan is reading the Bible, <laughs> while ten feet away, Ragnar and Lagertha are Fuck fucking it. like bunnies. <laughs> yes. And then Athelstan sitting there reading his Bible, trying really hard not to watch, and then it gets really quiet, and then he looks up, and Ragnar goes, priest, we have a question for you. Because he calls him priest, because he doesn't know the difference between priest and monks. Priest, we have a question for you. Would you like to join us? And and uh, and so basically, Ragnar's standing there, butt naked. So far as we can tell, Lagar was also there. Lagar yeah, standing there. She's wrapped like only in, in the some sheet, sort of,
3: but it's really hot sheet. anyway.
2: And and then and so an apple stand is like, I, 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 he says, he says, I have taken vows. He says, I have never known the touch of a woman. I cannot
3: touch. I cannot I touch, touch a woman. I, I never have. I cannot touch a woman big pause and so it's just one of those moments where like you just hear fandom insert, <laughs> but what about a man and like and, and, and that doesn't get strictly addressed in that moment but then like Ragnar like goes and like lounges next to him with his like body gleaming in like the candlelight and right. it's all like but look at my wife wouldn't you like to and Adelson's response is it would be a sin and some, and she asks who would know and he's like God would know and he's all like terrified and sad and, and like whatever and blah blah and, yeah. blah, and it's, and it's horrible. And then they're like, "Maybe you look away," and he's like,
2: "My God, doesn't work." like
3: <laughs> And like turns back to his Bible and is all like, "You Bible, know, Bible, red Bible, face," Bible, and it's, Bible, and it's, and it's adorable and hilariously, George Linden, um, who's the actor who plays Appleton. Um, he he did an interview where he talked about the fact that the very first scene that he shot in this entire series yep, was, this. was this scene yep. where he's propositioned by like two absurdly hot
0: Vikings.
2: So in the interview that George basically is talking about filming the scene and he's 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 the one who actually says, "I was sitting there and it's not acting because <laughs> I'm sitting there and I look up." And there's Travis Fimmel and Catherine Winnick, two incredibly hot people. And I just sat there and went, uh, 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 uh at them. And I love that he put Travis first in that list, is all I'm going to say.
1: Elle has <laughs> a lot more feelings, probably, about, like, Travis and Ragnar than... I like him. And I do.
2: And any of you, I don't know, paid attention to, like... Hot models in the <laughs> in their early aughts. You he, probably also have feelings about him and just don't know because he was a hot Australian underwear model. <laughs> yeah. He was the he was the face of the face is probably the wrong word of Calvin Klein <laughs> yeah. for like two years.
1: The yes. crotch.
2: He was I'm the not. crotch of Calvin Klein with his long Tim Riggins hair. Mm-hmm.
1: Yes. <laughs> and in the show he has like his eyes are so blue, they are basically CGI. <laughs> yeah. I really do think they are. They have to be. Um, um. Yeah. But yeah, but so, okay, so the so, then, so basically, at the end of the scene, though, like, and then this is episode three, and pretty much what you have right now is this historical drama with this, like, Viking, this sort of charmingly roguish Viking dude who just wants to, like, explore shit, and his hot, badass wife, and his monk that he's sort of, you know, his. <laughs> Dubcon slave, but they're really bad at keeping a slave. So like you're like, eh. so they're never
2: Dubcon. <laughs> yeah.
1: Also, Laiartha
2: hates raping people. Yes, and Heather, you know she 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 does not abide raping anybody. Nope. So she you know that she's never going to be like, I would like to sleep with this monk. So make that happen, <laughs> even if he doesn't want to. Right. right. So you know. That it's got to be consensual. Consensual. Although we've had conversations about can it be consensual if he is a slave, blah blah. So people have. Yeah, but like, honestly, about
3: let's be honest. Like that's that's like the least problematic question <laughs> to be asking yourself <laughs> at this point, yes. Fair. about this entire show. Right. And like, I, we've talked about this before, where like the thing about Vikings is that it's nine episodes, and so you think that it's going to be like this tight, like or it could be ideally this tight like narrative you know spark over the course of nine episodes and like there's a clear villain at the very beginning because you know the Earl is clearly a, a he's a bad guy and or is sort of just dumb and Reaction. like standing yeah standing in the way of progress yeah. which is getting back to the west etc cetera, etc cetera. and so you have like this clear kind of like tension built in and then you also have Ragnar's brother Rollo who the show does not know what the fuck it's doing with, but could sort of be the, like, anti-hero to Ragnar's sort of more theoretically ethical, like, version of, like, how to be, you know, a Viking king and yada yada, where, like, Rolo really doesn't give a shit about, like, treating people well. And in the second episode, um, he... It's complicated, but he rapes a... Um, he a, rapes a slave. He, he rapes a slave, which is then explained for, like, basically no apparent reason later on in this in this season um, wouldn't have been considered to be rape in the same way that raping a free woman would be, because she's a slave, and so therefore, you know, it doesn't matter. Like, you can do whatever the fuck you want episode
2: to. But and we don't know a lot about Viking culture at this point, and right. really... All we watch was Rolo, who's just pissy that his brother keeps getting everything he wants. Including and, his wife. And being in charge. And Rolo has a crush on Lagartha, and Lagartha's like, Nope. <laughs> never happened. in a thousand years can you touch my boobies. <laughs> right. And then and then we see Rolo just like, you know, toss a slave girl over a table and fuck her and then walk away. And right. you're like, oh, okay, we don't really like this guy. This right. guy, that's not really a redeemable act. Right. You know? And
3: <laughs> and like even like even if it's even if it's not considered to be like a problematic thing for him to do in the culture, like as the modern people audience watching exactly. Yeah, like right. it's not it's not something that you can excuse. But so you know, so you have all of this setup are and you're, and, and you're kind of thinking like, okay, great. And, and like the first three episodes basically like function the way that like a normal like first season of like a show would tend to because, you know, you have like the setup and you have like the, the characters that you care about and you have kind of the, the, the conflict that's built in. And then you've got um, the second pair or the second trio of, of episodes which basically functions as the second season where like all of these things happen where you're like oh my god is everything that i've ever wanted going to come true because like the like the you found guys, family you guys, this it's could happening. really this could really be amazing because like the found family aspect of it, which we'll get into like builds to like this sort of absurd level in in episode five like episode five is just ridiculous yep. in terms of what it does and then episode six has a resolution where you're like, oh my god, I never thought that they were actually going to do that so early on in the show. Like, what is happening here? And so you get to, like, the end of, like, what should be season two in any normal sort of, like, narrative arc of, like, a television show where you're, like, you spend the entire summer and you're like, oh my god, this could be so great because there's so many ways that this could go in interesting directions and all the rest of it. And then season three, the or the <laughs> last three episodes of this season, are just, like, a complete fuck, And you're like... Why are you ruining everything that we love? And it's like, normally... For a fandom, you get, like, two years of, like, the good stuff to write all of the good fic, and to, like, have all of the feelings, and have all of the theories, and, like, all of the gift sets that you could ever want of all of their faces being wonderful and lovely together, and yada, 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 and then you get destroyed in season three, but that always happens, and so, you know... The inevitable unhappy (laughs) ending. Exactly. Whatever. And in this case, it happened in two and a half months.
1: Yeah, and, like, and really, like, to be honest, though, like, it's literally, like, episode five, really great, (laughs) episode six, a bit mindfucky, and then episode seven, you're like, no, and then episode eight, you're like, extra no, and then episode nine, you're like, fuck you, fuck you! (laughs) So it's really about, like, a month, and it all basically fell apart, and the three of us were watching this pretty much live at that point. Oh, God. Um, and together because like we couldn't handle not like yeah. having someone to watch it
3: with like yeah. either via like an email thread of like terror yeah. or just actually
2: physically, actually clutching, physically each clutching each other. Each other yeah. yeah, right. So here's the thing about Vikings. Um, they, what is the thing about Vikings? This is we talked about this a lot of <laughs> email threads, and I really do think that the thing that this show did—spoilers—the thing that this show did that screwed itself royally it's kind of two things that go together. One is they killed off the bad guy at the end of what <laughs> Mr. Kirby calls season two. And, um, and then there was no bad guy. Like then the show sort of drifted. There, there was yeah. a bad guy kill off and then there was this kind of awesome scene... I'm, we're gonna call it Bjorn Malfoy Explains It All. <laughs> Bjorn is their eld is is uh, Ragnar Laggarthir's eldest son. He's twelve.
1: Well, well assumed but he's, we don't know how old he is really
2: or He's, he's their eldest older. son. They okay. also have a daughter named Gita. We don't, have cold, <laughs> don't know how fuck old she is. She might be older than Bjorn. Ah, who knows? It doesn't even matter. Anymore. It doesn't even <laughs> <laughs> it's so sad. <laughs> oh,
3: oh, oh Oh
2: too soon. I find it really an
1: such a dick, fruit.
2: <laughs> <laughs> so, um, anyway, but Bjorn is the most 12-year-old boy ever to be 12. Like, he's one of my favorite things about the show. Basically, he's Because he's such a little shit. <laughs> and he basically, at a certain point in episode 6, like, he just, he, his job is to, like, be the expository voice. Right they a big is, Viking funeral Athelstan
1: is the point of audience point right. of view character right. the, the, the western point of view character who's so what the fuck is happening point of view culture and, view and character. like I don't know what's going on and then it's Bjorn Bjorn explains it all and it's his job to very scornfully with a great deal of condescension and disdain <laughs> explain to Athelstan in very stupid terms exactly what's happening and then you know mock him mock right. him for not knowing <laughs> right.
2: so my favorite part is when he drags Athelstan over to like get him drunk because you've got, it's a funeral everybody's gotta get drunk it's the rules and he's like drink this and Athelstan's like I don't really and he's like Drink it or I'll tell my father! <laughs> and we're like Bjorn Malfoy! <laughs> my father will hear about this!
1: If you don't get shit-faced Like this is my You evil better plan. drink
2: Because my dad will be mad if you don't <laughs> He's such a little shit And I love him to death And he he's gets great. He's actually He in episode 9 is, is saving, fantastic The only lovable the thing grace. He's the saving fucking grace of episode 9 yeah. That's not really the saving grace He's the watchable thing about episode 9 <laughs> But anyway like Oh ugh, god They kill off the Earl Right, so yeah, so
3: basically what happens, just to give a little bit of like, so in episode four, they go and... They, they they raid again and then they and then Lagertha gets to
2: go on the raid and Lagertha
3: goes and raids because
2: Athelstan their slave can stay home and watch the children right
3: because <laughs> he's their dumb so bad at being a slave <laughs> they don't him con for
2: as far as we can tell we have no idea how long well, I was about to
3: say <laughs> <laughs> it could be a day <laughs> or it could be three months like honestly like <laughs> both of those are equally plausible long enough
2: long enough that Bjorn really is disdainful about being left in the slaves like <laughs> right. And, right he's like why is he in charge right. why, is why is he in, in charge Gita, like, but long enough the Gita's like, I like Apple Stan, he's nice. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Yeah. So may, let's say three months.
3: Could be. Could sure. Work. So, sure. But, and the, right. And so then they come back and um, basically what ends up happening is that the Earl wants to, um, so, so... Uh Knut, who is one of um the Earl's kinsmen, he's his he's his brother through like bastard bastard brother, basically. And so he sends him along as basically to like keep an eye on Ragnar on his second raid to the West. And so he goes and they raid, and while they're over there, Canute um rapes a free woman there and in front of Lagartha. And Lagartha, as we've explained, is like, Hell yeah, fucking no. <laughs> and so basically pulls her off of him. Um, pulls him off of her, and then um, he then attempts to rape her. And she responds by killing him! And the problem here is that no one else on the raid witnesses it. And so it's her word against his... And so they all have to go to the thing. And... It's um, actually called it's the all, thing. It's actually called the thing. The thing and It's the an thing actual said.
2: historical term. <laughs> right.
3: So where where the Earl gets to hear about what's hap- like, what happened and... Um, pass judgment. And pass judgment and say whether or not... Right. And say what happens, So basically
2: Ragnar has to... Basically, he... Everyone... Ragnar takes responsibility for the murder because he doesn't want his wife to take responsibility for the murder. So right. he says... I, mean, I, I, I I killed, killed him because he was trying to rape my wife. Right? Would, then, would
3: you not do the same?
2: Right? Wouldn't you do the same? And the Earl, of course, is like, "Well, he was my brother." So I
3: don't actually think that I don't I don't actually think that she was that that he was trying to rape her. Right. I think that you're just setting him up, and that that was the way that you managed to kill him. Blah blah blah. And and haha, I have a witness who proves that this is incorrect because he's been. Um, conspiring with Rolo, Ragnar's brother, and then Rolo does a double cross, and so Rolo, instead of um, giving testimony in in support of what the Earl is claiming happened, also lies and says, "No, no, I tote saw it all, and Ragnar did in fact kill him because he was trying to rape his wife." And so then the Earl has been outsmarted by these two, and like Rolo's motivation is like all over the fucking map, but whatever. Oh, Who the fuck knows? knows. Whatever. And so... That leads up to episode 5 where you're like at the end of episode 4 first of all like so Athelstan has all of these feelings about Ragnar and like what's going on with him and it's like I have these feelings about this man who I feel like I understand even though we're worlds apart yeah and so then at the end of the episode Ragnar is like off by himself on, on the top, top of like a, a, a fjord and like and and <laughs> like, you like, like you do like like and and it's, and is pining like you do and it's just sort of like staring off and like wrapped up and is like la 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 and um and one of the children like asks Athelstan like what is daddy doing basically and Athelstan is like he's preparing
2: and like it's like
3: this like really like you know dun 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 dun, 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 where you're like what's gonna happen in episode 5 and (laughs) What happens in episode five is that the Earl comes and raids their entire like little village, like on um, on the farm, river. Basically. Their Farm.
2: They have a farm and they have serfs. Yeah, yeah. And, and the, the Earl comes with his men and they just start killing the fuck out of and everybody. everybody and burning shit down and killing livestock.
3: Right. And so and so Ragnar is off hunting while that while this happens, but he comes back and when he comes back, um, the four of them, the four other members of the family, are all in the house together, and
1: he manages you like actually
2: just includes Athelstan and that members of the family. Mm-hmm. Yep.
1: Cause it's that's what the true. show does, and <laughs> so um, they run away over the hills from the Nazis. Right, right, they right. Okay. And, and yeah.
3: so, and so they, and, and they, and they, they sneak out the back and take a boat, and then Ragnar like goes and, and outsmarts all the earls' men because all the earls' men are fucking morons, and manages to get a horse and you know gallops off, and then gets to like the the, the top of a cliff that's overlooking the river that they happen to be on the boat, and in, they corner in, him there, and they and corner him there. Fakes Yeah, he fakes his own death by, like, falling into the water, at which point he, like, sinks like a stone because he's been, like, stabbed and shot and, like, you know, all over the place. Very badly hurt. Very badly hurt. And so, you know, Athelson is like, no, no, I can't let this happen. And so, dives like, the least graceful cat ever. To be fair to George, he slipped He slipped on the boat as they were filming that scene. And they could only do it once because, you know, once you get in the river, you're wet. (laughs) And so... (laughs) And it's the History
1: Channel, so they don't have a lot of money to play with. Right.
3: Right. And so, he dies... Dives in after his master to save him, and it's and very like, like
1: it's very like Sam Frodo at the end of like. Yes, is yes, the, yeah. it yeah. totally oh, is. It totally is. <laughs> and so he brings him out, and so then they they take Ragnar
3: to Floki, and they're like, Floki, you have to heal. <laughs> And, and, and so, and so, there's this wonderful scene where they're like, you know, they're cauterizing his wound with, like, you know, the, the heated up knife, and they, and all of the Vikings and, you know, the uh, Lagartha and the children are all praying to various different Norse gods, and then in the back, the, after all of that, Athelstan's just like,
1: <laughs> <laughs> no, and she's gonna say it, and it's gonna sound utterly ridiculous, because
3: it is. It is. <laughs> Because he just says, you know, um, "Mary, Mother of God, <laughs> please do not let please this do man, not let this man, this man die. die." And it's just like you know, and 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 so he doesn't. Spoiler. And <laughs> all all
0: of the gods listen. Yeah. So
3: episode and
2: five is just all of them, all five of them, plus Loki and his girlfriend Helga, and some Helga, other random that, Viking. That Viking
3: that hot viking dude uh, I house. remembered
2: his name at one point yeah. hot viking dude he didn't die
3: by the end of it though no he was weird. Yeah, yeah he just disappeared but um
2: but yeah yes
3: and and so then right and so like it's it's found family on the run from the nazis aka from the earl and you're like oh this is great cuz they're all like found family and all, yeah it, it's fantastic and then there's floki and his and his woman and then another random viking comes in who also just randomly like the three of them have a threesome where basically the only purpose of that scene as far as we can tell is yep. to like reestablish the fact that apparently that shit happened so don't And get... then have
2: threesomes totes the thing that's okay Exactly
3: like that happens all the time, guys, so don't be weird about the monk. And, um, and so you're like, okay, well, this is, like, this is interesting, this is setting up, like, we have now four episodes left to kind of, like, have the final showdown with the Earl. Nope. Nope. What happens at the beginning of the next episode is Ragnar and the Earl fight, and, like, ten minutes in, the Earl is dead. Right. The Earl is dead.
2: The Earl's major henchman, who I thought was the actual bad guy of the season, is dead. Because Rolo just... Stabs him with an axe? Yeah. Puts an axe in his chest and then he falls over, and you're like, (laughs) well that was okay. Okay. okay and then and then in like the best pos- like like the, like
3: the one two three <laughs> punch <laughs> of that like two minutes so the earl dies um and Siggy uh the earl's wife is uh, immediately as soon as the earl dies is the first swears person her swears her allegiance to Ragnar because she all hail earl Ragnar, all says her, Ragnar says Siggy exactly and um <laughs> and, 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 then <laughs> and then Rolo kills the henchman and then Siggy goes back over to her daughter who the, who the episode before had been married off to like a terrible old man from Sweden, um, by My her husband's father.
0: orders, and Ziggy oh, yeah.
3: d- clearly Ziggy, that, Ziggy like. was not down with that at all, but that was what happened. And so Ziggy then walks over to her, um, her uh, to her daughter. Her daughter passes her a knife, and, then, and Z- then Ziggy stabs him right in the middle of, like, this entire, like, court of people. And then everyone just started sort of like, like,
2: yeah. She was married to the Earl of another town in Sweden as, <laughs> <laughs> like, a, you know, it, it was exchange of boots. It's, painful, like, it's yes. a, a total normal thing. I'm gonna, it's a right. political marriage, and so, Siggy's so now murdered the Earl of this town in Sweden, and you're like, well, that's going to come back to bite her in the ass, but surprisingly, nope, nope, nope. never <laughs> mentioned again. No nope. one from this town in Sweden shows up to be like, where's so, our Earl? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> never happened. So you think maybe that's going to be a thing that happens. So this, yeah. by the way, episode six, now let's just talk about episode six is the episode that begins the list of increasingly long list of questions and, and potential theories about what might happen. And also increasingly long list of shit that the show never decides to explain again. Yeah.
3: And it also really starts the point at which where you're like, how much time has passed? <laughs> yeah. What season are we in? Yeah. Like, okay,
0: so you might think, you might think. That oh, I have to cut in and say yeah. here for everyone who is, like, not seeing the visual of this entire podcast. <laughs> yeah. It's so good because these three bitches are sitting on my couches. I'm, like, sitting at my coffee table on the floor, and they're all, like, appealing to me. They're, like, every single thing they're saying, they're yelling it at my face. <laughs> so I'm like, going to make <laughs> <laughs> like Because so you're like- a new face, through <laughs> I've yelled it at these bitches' faces for, like,
4: Weeks. Like, ten like weeks now. There's, like,
0: so many hand motions and, like, so many bottles of Jack Daniels. <laughs> You're making a lot of hand motion, <laughs> And just, like, and I sort of want to be like, for it does. doesn't matter how much you wave, I can't <laughs> fix it for you. Yeah. <laughs>
1: Continue. Well, I mean, like, I don't necessarily know, like, how well we're served by just going over the plot of the show because yeah, it makes I no like, sense. But, like, basically here's the point the, is, yeah, is yeah like, I feel the wheels like start like... coming off and then, and then they keep coming off, and, like, more off, and, like, they never... And then the wheels, like, fly off, and, like, hit a lady in the face. Basically,
2: basically all we can say about the next three episodes, I can sum the next three episodes up like this. There's the... There's episode seven where Lagertha is now, like, eight months pregnant with Ragnar's baby. Ragnar goes off to England to try to, you know... Raid more. Raid more. It's... That whole episode takes place over about a week. However, it takes place about eight months after the previous episode. So... Eight, eight months between episodes six and seven. <laughs> Episode seven is one week. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> Wherein Ragnar pisses off uh, the king of Northumbria to a serious degree. Right. And Lagertha has a miscarriage. And Athelstan comes out of the closet <laughs> as a service sub. So yes. those are the three things that happen that matter. And you're like, this is crazy. What's going to happen now? <laughs> like... We don't even care about the king of Sweden anymore and his people. Now, like, the king of England, is he going to, like, sail over and kill, like, to Denmark? Is that going to be a thing that's, like...
1: And then there's another king, and then you're just... Right, and Lagartha
2: lost the baby. What's going to happen with that? Okay, so then episode eight, (laughs) Ragnar is mad at Lagartha for having a miscarriage, which is the first in a long line of shitty, shitty things that Ragnar does for the next two episodes... (laughs) They all go to Uppsala, which is where you go every nine years, the Vikings all go to Uppsala for, like, a big festival of the gods to, like, sacrifice things and people, we find out. And he's like, hey, Applestan, you want to come to Uppsala? And Applestan's like, totally, I'll come to Uppsala. That sounds cool, because Applestan, at this point, which we haven't talked about because it makes my heart hurt, has a big beard, and (laughs) his tonsure's grown in, and he wears Viking clothes, and he's trying to be a Viking, and because he wants to fit in with all of his new friends.
1: And he looks like Lord (laughs) (laughs) Farquhar. He looks like Lord
2: Farquhar. What? Which is really fucking true. So he's like, I'll come to Uppsala, and, and Ragnar's like, good, because I would have dragged you along anyway. And they both laugh. <laughs> so they all go to Uppsala, where Ragnar proceeds to, like, ignore his family, while Agatha's like, can you just hang out with your family? Your, like, wife and kids and stuff? And Ragnar's like, I just want to get drunk and have orgies like everybody else, woman. And Rollo's being a dick. And there's all these weird looks between Ragnar and Applestan whenever App- Ragnar has to tell Applestan about things like we sacrificed nine goats and nine sheep and nine cows and nine humans. Right, and, he and then that the moment him. in
1: episode in episode six where he's like, "Look at this slave who died for." Yes, yeah. yeah. right. And there's also
2: been things where like slaves died for their masters and whatever. And Applestan's like, "That's barbaric." <laughs> yeah. So anyway, at the end of it, it turns out that Ragnar has potentially brought Applestan there to be a human sacrifice for him, but he, but the gods, like, the priests of the, the Norse priests are like, he's really still Christian, you guys, <laughs> so he, the gods don't want him, so you need someone who actually believes in the gods to sacrifice to the gods? So anyway, at the end of episode eight, um, Ragnar's a dick because he has brought his BFF Applestan to this big festival to, to
1: die for, to, his, own to for right. his own selfish ends. To kill him
2: for his <laughs> own selfish ends, which doesn't make any sense. We've talked about this a lot. Like, what was his actual end game? Because you have to be a willing sacrifice. Like, that's part of the ritual is that you have to be a willing sacrifice. You have to go through the ritual body washing and stand there and be like, "I'm ready to die for the gods as a sacrifice, so that my friends and kinsmen will have you but know, gr- and I will go to Valhalla. Like, I'm sacrificing myself, and I will wake up in Valhalla, mm. and that'll be great." San clearly wasn't going to do that. Like Ragnar's known this guy for a long time because now it's been about a year and a half since he's kidnapped we this monk. Or a year, maybe a year. About a year we since, since he's kidnapped So this hilariously,
3: month. there's an interview <laughs> with George George Blagden. <laughs> George Blagden who plays Applesand in this show. And the interviewer literally asks him, "So, it's a little confusing at times with like the time shift and like, you know, so how long exactly does take place between when you're brought over there?" and, the
0: end, and the, the,
3: the end of the season. And George's answer is literally, well, so that's an interesting question, because we... The, had, we had pretty many
1: people on set. We, it,
3: we thought, we... The theory, probably a year and a half... Maybe I... Mm, uh, I was really
1: fortunate to have this experience.
3: <laughs> like, like, that's literally what he does.
1: And it's the most
3: adorable thing in the entire world. Right. And,
1: then, and then she's also like, so is he still, like, a slave at the end, or is he kind of free? And she's like, well we didn't really know, but isn't that good? Because, like, the mystery, <laughs> yeah, we weren't really sure either. He is so And, and you're sweet. just like, no, sweetie, you not knowing, like, this very crucial part of where your character stands in relationship to everyone on this show and your place in this community, you having no fucking clue does not, like,
2: right. the mystery does not help. Right. This whole okay. show was, the, the whole show was written and created by one guy, and in theory, suffers from that problems. guy has some idea of where everything stands but I have no proof that that's actually the case I don't know right. if that's actually true so anyway end of episode eight the guy from Sweden is a long memory no one has talked about the king of England he hasn't shown up but there's not even like flashbacks you know flashovers to England to be like the king preparing some right and like everything's cool? right like so all of yeah. so everything that happened in episode six doesn't fucking matter everything that happened in episode seven doesn't fucking matter episode eight sets up this tension between Athelstan. Who goes back and forth between being a main character on the show, like a point of view character that we care about, and a guy in the background? Like episode seven, there was almost no Apple Stan at all, right. except for that whole service sub bit. thing. But um, there's no Apple, the service sub thing is basically him saying, Siggy comes to offer her a lead, like her service to Lagartha, and is like, I don't really, that seems weird. And, and Apple Stan comes up and he's like, My lady.
3: Let me explain. Let me
2: explain that when I was a young, when I was brought into the church and I didn't, I was, I was sort of lost and didn't have a, 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 purpose. a, a purpose in my life. And then like father so-and-so um, took me under his wing and I, I, yeah, learned, I, I started serving yeah. father so-and-so and it gave me this sense of joy and peace yeah. and, happiness. and happiness that I'd never felt before. So serving someone is really, and you're like, what, what, what is happening? And even Lagertha is like, that's. That's really a, a little, little TMI there. The no, server. no, th- th- it's anyway, it's almost so,
3: excruciating to watch because, you, because you're watching it like almost like through your fingers because it's so personal. But so he's but he's hard. sharing it like it's not, and you're just sort of like baby child, like <laughs> like, like keep that close, like like yeah. what are you like? Don't yeah. don't give that one away for nothing. Yeah, <laughs> like, say, like, exactly. Exactly. But like, I
2: also think that he's but like that also gives you the idea that he has for the past year been serving Lagritha, and he wants her to know that it makes him happy and brings him joy and peace to serve her and wouldn't it be nice to give Siggy the same opportunity let me just say that's the only Apple stand we get in that episode that has any meaning at all and then episode 8 becomes this Apple stand centric thing also there's a lot of drug use in this show and they really like to film they like to film like drug terrible, terrible things
3: okay so for everyone who's seen 21 Jump Street (laughs) the level of greatness that is the drug trip in 21 Jump Street is like On the complete other side of the spectrum from what the drug trips are in Vikings. Like, they're just, like, and and also just, like, in terms of narrative purpose, they're like, oh, God, it's so bad. The other thing that's interesting, though, about the whole service sub thing that he's talking about in episode seven is that if this show were better, there could actually be, like, a narrative and, like, a character through line between him saying that... And him attempting to be a willing sacrifice right. for Ragnar right. and Lagertha. I think that's because, very true. Because the thing is that, like, that could actually be him attempting to do that and failing because he's not actually right. qualified. And Ragnar, was...
2: Ragnar is incredible. This is the funny thing: is that in the first six episodes, Ragnar is very, very calculating. He is very smart. He is very calculating. And you know, every episode where Rolo opens his big mouth and says shit that he's not supposed to say, like, Athelstan rolls and he's like, oh, fucking shut up, Rolo, because I have a plan. He always has a plan. Right. He always does things for a reason and he always knows very well, like, what's going on around him in terms of the motivations of the people around him. So I feel like he would be able to have a conversation with Apple Stan where he appeals very well to Applestan's sense of service and being like, if you we really like, I family. like, right, if I, like this is the ultimate thing that you could do for me and I'm sure that you'll be rewarded in the next life, whether it's by your God or by my God's, because you're doing this out of a love for me and a belief that this will bring me greater joy and happiness and he could have done this and I would have potentially bought it, but the sh- Show is not that smart. So right. The show is the show is less smart than Ragnar Lothbrok, which is a real problem. When the person writing the show is less smart than their main character. Well, and also
3: it's just it's a problem when you have a show where. It's not that fandom doesn't go into shows and say, okay, this doesn't make sense. Let me build a bridge between these two things in order to make it make sense. That's pretty much what we do. But the level that this show requires you to do that as a viewer is unparalleled.
2: Like, yeah. it's really, it's really
0: like, like the angriest I've seen <laughs> three people over nine hours of television.
2: That is true. Because, let me just At the end of episode 7, you think that that the King of England is going to be the big problem for the rest of the series. And then he's never brought up again. At the end of episode 8, there's this big rift between Applestan and Ragnar, two of the main characters on the show. And you think that in episode 9, that's going to be resolved, which is why everyone came to my house to cling at my (laughs) hands. But in episode 9... Literally never mentioned. It is never brought up. Everyone goes home and Applestan is fine. And Ragnar goes off because the king of all the Whatever Denmark sends him off to to Sweden to like king be an em, to, to be an, yeah. yeah, to be an emissary. But the issue with between Ragnar and Applestan is never resolved. The issue wait, between, so between Lagartha and Ragnar in terms of his his basically the whole push in, sons, in episode eight is that yeah. is that Ragnar was told by the by the Sears. Sears. at one point that Sorry. he would have a lot of sons and he and he and Lagartha have Bjorn and nothing else and then she got pregnant and then she had a miscarriage and he's like well who's gonna give me all my damn sons and you're like why are you an asshole right now <laughs> that the tension with him and Lagatha isn't like they never speak about it like there's no conversations between them about it and then episode nine the season finale of the show which is set up in the last three episodes 14 or 15 different big unanswered questions and, like, plot points and relationships between characters that aren't resolved, episode 9 addresses zero of them, has Ragnar go off north to be an emissary where he meets a hot lady and fucks her in (laughs) In front front of of his his 12-year-old son. son.
3: Who's not happy.
2: And (laughs) meanwhile, for no reason at all... Lagatha is left back at the village to be in charge, because she's the wife of the earl, so she's in charge while he's gone. Siggy goes off to visit her cousin, whose child is sick, and the, the child dies, gets a fever and dies, and she comes back, she's very sad, and Lagartha's like, oh, that's so sad. But then, of course, Siggy has brought a plague back with her, so everyone in town gets the plague, including both Gita, their other child, and Athelstan... <laughs> And Siggy, and Siggy's daughter. Theory. The only person who doesn't get the plague is Lagartha, because she's like magic. I yeah. don't want the plague, so no.
0: I don't <laughs> have she... time for this bullshit. So it just
2: keeps flashing back, flashing between Lagartha being the badass queen of this town, taking care of everybody, like, you know, dealing with all the like people dying and people it's like, bring up your dead, sort yeah. of people thrown on carts and pyres of like dead bodies. And and, and Ragnar being like, hey, hot lady, let's have some mead and talk about stuff. And Bjorn being like, Lagatha would cut his balls off if she saw this. And like,
1: when when she says that, that's not a paraphrase. That's like a paraphrase. <sighs> he basically is like, he does okay. actually, actually cut cut say that." would cut, cut his your balls
2: off. Which is, here's the thing, and like, there's a whole question and in I terms of I just hated him. that episode so, like, I hated that episode so much. This is <laughs> flames on the side of my face, levels of the hatred of that. Episode. I've
1: actually never seen Elle this mad ever. <laughs> I know.
2: I'm a very even-tempered person. Yes. Yes. <laughs>
1: Yeah, and so like, and so basically, like, so what you're I've also left been with, drinking. yeah. <laughs> so what you're left with, pretty much at the end of this, is that Athelson almost dies of the plague, and then he doesn't die, but then Gita does die, and like her last sort of moment, Siggy's child, and so does Siggy's daughter. Um and like her last moments are like, Is Athelstan all right to her mom? And her mom's like and my brother's like, He's very sick and, and she's like, Pray for him, Mom and and then you're like <laughs> and then and then he wakes up from his fever's broken and he wakes up and he crawls over and he finds that she's dead. And um and then they have a terrible funeral and Lagartha is just sort of like this regal Stoic, regal Stoic mother m- mourning her daughter, oh, who my looks God. like you know, and like they, you know, ah uh, and then and so like, <laughs>
2: meanwhile in fucking Sweden
1: right and like and so basically that's terrible and awful yeah. nobody wanted that to happen and then like the whole thing is like yes it's possible that like Ragnar like I said, had an open marriage there's some like bantering in the very beginning of like don't fuck too many women while you're out raiding that like could give, make you believe that like he goes off on raids and like you know he can sleep with whoever it's like the 3,000 mile rule like right. who cares and like that's totally fine but like Bjorn sort of like I hate this and like mom would fucking be really pissed at you for this like sort of attitude just sort of leads you to believe that he's actually cheating. And well, especially because the woman that he sleeps with, who has a name, and I, I just, I'll
3: slog. Thank I'll you, so. I'll slog. And, and so she... She's a princess. She's a princess, and she, I believe, in the actual, like, Saga sagas and myths, is actually his... Second the mother or third wife. She, she's she's the, she's the mother in reality, or as, in as much as the sagas are reality, the mother of all of his sons. So they've already fucked it up already, because, like, Bjorn was clearly of Lagurtha. So it's, like, this really weird thing where,
1: okay, it's like, oh, we have to follow history, but we were not following history Well, does before. this mean
0: that they're gonna, like, kill off Bjorn? Because if she's, like, the... Yeah.
2: We, here's the thing. <laughs> we um, don't know. This is this is the other problem. So I was saying earlier that the big problem is that they killed off the Earl in episode, the beginning of episode 6, which meant that there was no bad guy for the show to have. And Rolo is a very ineffectual bad guy. He's basically just like a, he's an idiot. He's just a court jester idiot. He, he allies himself with whoever he thinks is going to win at the time. But he's really unstrategic. He's not like, He's not like an Iago sort of behind-the-scenes cloaked figure. He's really just like, <laughs> I don't like that guy, so I'm going to go with that guy. Like, he doesn't, he's just an, he's an idiot about it. So Rolo's not a good bad guy. you think Siggy might be, because Siggy does the she same has, thing. She like, Lady macbeth she She's very Lady macbeth when the Earl is alive, and she really, and, and she's all about her daughter, like, she's, you know, let's save my husband. I can't save my husband. Okay, I gotta save my daughter. I can't save my daughter. Like, she's, she's all about her own personal, like, like, her and hers. And you think maybe she'll be a good foil, because... She's basically like, "Hey, Rolo, you and I could rule this shit together. Let's do this." But Rolo's an idiot, and Siggy turns out to be, by the end, a nice lady. She seems like a nice lady. I don't he know. Who
0: just brings right. a plague? Right, right. She's, so
2: that's uh, not her fault. And her daughter dies, and I'm really sad for her. Like right. like uh, this is weird. And so she's not a good bad guy. And so at the end of the day, the, the bad guy in the series becomes Ragnar, which doesn't which could be interesting, except for the fact that the first six episodes of the show set it up that Ragnar was the one that I followed. He's the hero of this saga. It's the saga of Ragnar Lothbrok, and he is my hero. And he's a cool dude, and he's got this hot lady wife, and he's really really nice to his slaves, and he's good to his friends, and And he believes in the gods, and his kids love him. And so this is the guy that I follow for the show. You want him to do well. And by the end of the series... He's, he's this... He's the one who's shit all He's the anti-hero. He's, he's, he's fucked up his relationship with Lagartha, He's fucked up his relationship with, um, with his kid. He's fucked up his relationship with Applestan. He's fucked up his relationship with his brother to the point that at the end his brother has allied himself with the Swedish guy that Ragnar went to, like, start a war with, basically. So he has, all he's got now is Auslag, the lady he's been fucking, who is a princess and also a witch and also now pregnant, pregnant. with his child
1: presumably cuz she says so and literally it's like they fought in the next scene she's like by the way i'm having your baby and you're like where what Viking like hey, pre- no, 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 pregnancy no. test no, no, you are like you we and, well,
3: exactly we don't know <laughs> 2 months could have gone by like missed
2: two periods she figured she's pregnant like it's entirely possible well also she's a witch she's a witch right so she knows so i'm just saying the actual explanation is like Let me just pause right here, because I'm sure we'll talk about all... We have to talk about a couple of other things. But that is the show. If you would like to watch this show, please stop at the end of episode six. Watch episodes one through six, and then write me some fan fiction. Because I would like to read it. And I will ignore everything that happens in the last three episodes, and so will you, because you will not have seen them. Which is better for everyone. So I would really like you to watch the first six episodes of Vikings. And then Stop.
1: I completely agree with Elle. That is the right choice to make.
2: Maybe we should
3: have started with this though, because at this point we've just like (laughs) ranted about our anger
1: feelings (laughs) for like 45 minutes.
3: You know, <laughs> right at the
2: beginning. No. Okay,
1: well, maybe we should just sort of move on and maybe talk about, like, the fandom and, like, the things that the fandom, like, could potentially do. <laughs> it was, you know. Sure. But so I've <laughs> written some fic. Yeah. Well, <laughs> well I think, here, here's the thing. Like, sort of, if, like, let's just ignore, like, the back half of the show and, like, how it ruined everything. And let's just say that, like, as a fan, um, this show had the potential to be really cool because it does actually give you like a really strong OT three, where you have this couple with this great relationship and like clearly a really awesome sex life sex life, and then they, you know, kidnap a monk and he becomes like the really terrible like house slave, and then he's clearly like a service sub and you know, that could be like a really great dynamic. And like Lagartha is clearly like, you know, the toppiest like bitch yeah. ever. Yes. And, you know, and they're Agreed. all really pretty and like and they have, like, their kids, and, like, so, like, and, like, you know, Athelsun's kind of, like, the nanny, and, like, everything about it is sort of, like, it could be this very, like, domestic, like, you Functional know, poly, you know, like... Functional poly, domestic, but also, like, you know, DS, whatever. Like, all of that mixed together in this great, awesome, like, you know, the best thing you've ever had.
2: Right. Um, also, the secondary characters, you got the kids. yeah right. You've got Rolo. You've got the Earl. You've got Siggy. you, you got, got, Fl- got Floki. you got Floki. But to be honest, none of them really matter. Right. Like... They all they, either they're sort of flokiish, where they're sort of always around, and like I'm Ragnar's BFF, but he doesn't actually influence what Ragnar does at <laughs> any given time, or whatever. So you have this core threesome. That you can then move into any situation you want, which makes it a fantastic AU fandom. Right. Because yep. you can AU the shit out of that particular dynamic. Right. And I want I'm writing one where there are bikers. And Athlestan <laughs> is like a kid who just like aged out of the Foster system, because I'm a two person! <laughs> anyway, so, so whatever. Bikers, why not? Yes, he's an like, can I actually well. hear your brain going, like, oh, wait. Oh, <laughs> As you were talking. Polly, Polly bikers! Yes. Yay. Yay.
3: No, it, it, it is true that they, like, there is such a great, like, fandom catnip dynamic between, uh, among the three of them, and just... There, there are so many good options, too, that, like, if you did want to, you know, if you did want to write something where it was, you know, just Ragnar, Athelstan, and then with Lagertha with, um, as, like, the Dyke BFF, which I, I would read, I would read so much fic. About them going to gay bars together, and the two of them attempting to be wingmen for her, and her just being like, yes. "You are the worst <laughs> at this. No way. <laughs> what are you doing?" And they'd be you awful are... in
1: exactly the opposite way. Exactly, <laughs> yes. you are
3: just des- you are destroying all of my game. Trust me when I
1: tell you, not I've nothing. got yes. this. <laughs> like, right? No, right. and like the three of them are really great, and like it's here's like the thing: it's
2: super Supernatural where where um, Felicia Day's character is like, "You know all that game you think you have with ladies." I actually have that. Exactly, exactly. And like it, and then the she two of them was about to bang a
0: fairy and they totally ruined they it. They totally <laughs> cut blocked her. Yeah. Right.
3: But but yeah, and so like there are a lot of different dynamics that, you know, you can you can bring them forward or you can just like you can either AU within the universe of the show, which let's be honest at this point, like Godspeed, to anyone who wants to take the end of of episode nine and try to like fix it,
2: fix it, and like <laughs>
3: concoct something that actually makes sense. I'm sure it's possible, sure. but I feel kind of like the last three episodes of this season of Vikings are like the last two episodes of, of season two of Teen Wolf, uh, where last two
2: episodes of season one of Hawaii Five O. Right, yeah. where where like where, where it, it irrevocably destroys so many individual characters, right. That and it's really hard to fix it.
3: Well, and specifically, I think that the like the comparison too with with, with the last
1: two <laughs>
2: episodes. I'm so mad about so many things! <laughs> Sorry, y'all. <laughs> the end of season. I'm really generally very happy about fandom, you guys. I really love fandom and fans and television and movies. And really, if you want to feel better, just go watch Twenty One Jokes with Channing Tatum and <laughs> it enjoy makes all that of your problems, because it is the most, most happy, that. joyful, Spanish thing you'll ever do. And,
1: and we all need to band together and nominate it for Yule Tide this yeah. year. So I'm
2: just saying that, just as a note, I am. <laughs> I feel like I'm new to Slash Report, and many of you don't know me, and I really am. I really do love fandom, and I love fic, and I love fans, and I love Slash, and I love RPF, and I love all these things so much, and I'm just angry with shows, give me some, it's like, it's like giving me this beautiful, like, say so you made me a cake and I really love this cake, and this is the most beautiful cake, and it has this, be like, it says, Eleanor, you are the heart of all fandom, and we love you so much, and I'm crying because you bought me this beautiful cake show, you bought me this cake, and I love you so much. And then I cut into this cake, and I eat, like, four pieces of cake, and it's so good, and then I get to the fifth piece of cake, and there's, like, four cockroaches in it. And I'm like, you know what? Fuck you. Fuck you. <laughs> Fuck you and your cockroach cake. I will never eat this cake again. I can't even look at this cake without being sick. And I'm just gonna walk away, and if you ever try to make me a cake again, I will punch you in the face.
4: And that's how I feel. What
2: is happening? That's that was the <laughs> had how I feel.
0: i just recorded the supernatural podcast, and this is
1: more fucked up than <laughs>
0: Welcome <laughs> to Vikings. Vikings.
1: Well, no. In <laughs> case of, so here's what we were talking about, though. That I feel like what she was sort of speaking about, you know, before the cockroach came in. For
2: I've had a lot of whiskey now. <laughs> okay.
1: Is it's it was so fucking full when I arrived. Okay. Oh, Jesus. Well, anyway, no, no, no. What she's basically talking about, it's sort of like at a very really interesting meta level that I can sort of like recognize as a certain sense of detachment, is that I feel like, you know, when when you're in a television fandom, like you do, there's like the, the fandom life cycle of a television fandom, where you get into it and you're sort of intrigued, and then like you are like, okay, I'm going to keep watching more of this, and then you hit some point where like <laughs> everything clicks and you just love these characters in this show or this relationship or whatever it is, and like you're super invested and in everything's great, and it's like, you know giving you the stuff and, like, you can totally do this with this and, like, blah, blah, blah. And then, like, you originally hit the point where, like, the show that you think you're watching and the show that you're actually watching, like, the gulf between those two becomes, like, just drops like a giant chasm. And, like, you can no longer, like, bridge those two things and like fandom cannot fix it and then like you have to break up with that show and then it's like really miserable and awful and then like you know that's it and that's like the fandom life cycle that everyone has been through and like multiple things like you know me and SGA way back in the day Um, and the funny thing about Vikings though is that this literally was sort of like it's like that kind of process only like on speed because yes. it was literally like oh okay this is interesting oh my god oh 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 no 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 what are you doing what are you doing like and then like fuck you fuck you fuck you fuck you fuck you I hate you fuck What's you that? cockroach cake <laughs>
2: fuck you cockroach cake and so like but but it's basically what happened I and want so, to like be a thing by yeah. the way I want it to be a thing now
1: <laughs> cockroach cake so, like, godspeed right? um
2: good luck well add that to the slash report dictionary right? <laughs> <laughs>
1: yeah so like and that's sort of pretty much like what watching the the this, this season live was essentially like was like being in this very very extremely rapid fire. Like <laughs> she
2: just, I'll hey, just, I'll just too. like
1: emptied the the bottle of whiskey. She's been she drinking with it her. too. it's no, not, not just me. me. Yeah, cheers,
2: cheers, um, cheers, mayor.
1: Yeah, so, like, and that's pretty much what this experience was like, which is sort of kind of interesting on a meta level, even as, like, uh, it was, like, really terrible and, like, wrenching for me. But, like, right. you know, this, it, it just basically, like, it packed all of that into, like, you know, one freaking nine episode, like, quote-unquote arc. Right, well, and, and I am genuinely curious to see, like, you
3: know, given, given the way that the last couple of episodes really broke what fandom was into the show for in right. so many different ways, <laughs> I am really curious to see, like, what... Phantom does decide to do with it in like like between now and and season two. Two ways,
1: like either will be like, ugh let's just pretend that never happened. And right. Move on. <laughs> right. That was a weird time in our lives. Right. Like,
3: right. Well, like, right. because like with, with Teen Wolf, like at the end of, of season two and like the last two episodes, like completely like belly flopped after the entire arc of the season in terms of resolving anything, in terms of like doing so in any way that made sense for any of the characters, et cetera, et cetera, like. and actually had like lasting re- like repercussions for any of them. Like it's a similar kind of thing where... It set up all of these narrative expectations, and then didn't deliver on any of them. While also introducing these new conflicts that you also have no assurance or faith will ever be addressed either. Right. And so, <laughs> I do think that there's a potential there to like really like dig into it and really decide like what it is
1: that you want to tell
3: like within the canon.
1: Or you know. like you could even be like, you know what, season two is not happening for another year. Right. So like we can totally like write our own season two. And like and do whatever the hell we want and fix this and make this better. And then we have a whole year before the show starts again and starts ruining everything. Right. <laughs> but but the question for me at this point is but it's like do you want to do that though? I right.
3: Don't. And and, and I, also and also just like I, I I would like to I mean just like for me the way that I tend to interact with shows like this, I, I actually want to have some sort of sense of like, well where could the show possibly be going in terms of like you know what what could it actually want to be achieving with with Lagurtha because the thing is that you know she didn't die like that that was the one thing like she could have died of the plague, she could have been one of the people and that and that would have been like a super terrible, cheap television way of getting rid of one wife while he's already moved on to the next one kind of thing, and they deliberately didn't do that. And so they have to be doing something, you would think, they have to be doing something with her in season two, even if he
1: also has this other wife now. And so... Yeah, and and like, historically, there is a time where after he's moved on from her, where he gets in trouble, and she basically is like, fine, I'll come bail your ass out, and like... Brings a whole shitload of ships and is like, "I'm here to save you, you dumb motherfucker." Right. Um. And I'm totally like, you know, that's not dumb motherfucker does not actually enter into the sagas, but like, that's essentially as far as like the story would happen. Right. So like, they could be doing like, let's tell you history and like, right. Well, and do okay. That. So th- this is actually but the, other, the thing is is that she totally gets Athelstan in the divorce. Right. She better. Right. As far as I'm concerned. Yeah.
3: <laughs> well, but actually, so so you bringing up the whole what actually happens theoretically in history, like, and, and the way that this show is doing such a. Terrible job of either telling history or telling a compelling narrative that makes any sort of sense yep. is that, um, can't do, get clear can't
2: do both.
3: Mare and I, um, Mare and I were hanging out with uh, one of my like best friends from high school, um, about a week and a half ago, and we randomly brought up Vikings, and he was like, Oh, yeah, I've been watching it too, and we were like, what? Why is why? That, why is a heterosexual dude watching Vikings? And um, I actually think it
1: actually has like this bizarre crossover appeal. Like Mark Hopkins no from Blink One Eighty Two watches it and, and, makes, and tweets like, these amazing <laughs> um, like re, like recaps it in only in emojis and makes just like write, write really one hundred and forty nice. emoji character retellings of Vikings episodes and they're true, fantastic. It's like really one of the better things that's ever happened. <laughs>
3: Um, but so, right, obviously there is actually, well, the show itself thinks that its, um, its audience is all straight dudes, um, but it was just really interesting to be like, oh, apparently, look, one in the wild. Um, <laughs> this this is actually true. Um, and and we were talking, and he was like, yeah, no, I be like, it's good. Like, I'm, I'm a couple episodes behind, so, like, I don't entirely know what, what's, you know, where it's going and all that. And but, like, were they're... Like, like, uh, uh, um, <laughs> and, and, and he was like, yeah, you know, and, that, and that's definitely, like, it's a good-looking monk, and I can understand, like, where all that's going to, and I'm like, yes. excellent. And... But then he was like, but the one thing that I kind of want is I want more history. Like, every once in a while, I want there to be, like, a voiceover in the middle of a scene to sort of, like, explain what the fuck is going on using something other than Bjorn. And I'm like, wait, so you actually are watching this for history? And he's like, well, kind of. And I was like, oh. Oh. And, And so it's like, I feel like... I feel like this show and the audience just has no idea what it actually wants to be at any given point, point. and like it's trying to be like three different things simultaneously,
1: and and, and it's, it's failing at it all three. Yeah, well, that, that's like, the and like, and I feel like if we want to talk about like happier things, though, like ideally, if <laughs> if like it decides that fandom actually decides that it's going to be like, all right, we're going to ignore this shit and we're going to like do what we want and like. You just go over there, sit in the corner, show, think about what you've done, we'll be over here and we'll do the things right. Is that I really feel like it would be utterly lovely if we could have, like, a legit awesome OT3, like, fan pairing. Um, And I think that, like, initially that was one of the really exciting things about this is that you were like... And it's, like, you know, I feel like it, it has happened before, like, white collar, I feel like it's such a great, like, yep. you know, OT3 pairing, but that that has always felt more, like, very just sort of domestic and feels-based to me, whereas this definitely had, like, the sexual, like, component of it as well, and, like, the tension in that particular regard that I don't necessarily think that, like, Peter L. Neal ever had, you know? Yeah, right. also as a virginal monk, so... Right.
2: Yeah, a- so, plus like, plus, it's, like, right. it's, like, it's
1: all these tropes and like, in this, like, OT3 with this sexual like, very canonically explicit like sexual tension sort of you know canonically explicit as you're probably ever gonna get um and and I think that would've been really awesome and like I would really like if like fandom was like okay we'll just ignore this and just do awesome stuff with like Lagartha being awesome and like she is actually like for me at least like a, the, the sort of crucial element of like anything that I want to read in that right which is why like I personally like um you know I just don't really like Ragnar Athelstan like I can definitely see it but I'm like but where's Lagartha? yeah it's, it just seems <laughs> hollow if it's only the two of them Yes, yeah. it doesn't make it's the make same sense.
2: reason I don't read just Neil Peterfick in white color right, yeah, right. Why, why would you, would you ever I have right. no interest right why would you out? ever right yeah. the, because the dynamic of the three of them is, is the, the thing, is thing that's is the thing so that great. makes them work together yeah right it, 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 yeah. Well, right. It, Ragnar it, Athelstan would be a little fucking weird. It, well, no, yeah, it, it, it's, it's the reason Lagertha why the only,
3: force. the only, the only setting in which I ever want, um, Ragnar and Athelstan to just be the two of them is one in which they are all gay. And so, you know. Right, right. Lagertha isn't gonna fuck them because she's not fucking any dudes. But, like, mm-hmm. it's, it's, you know, that, that's literally the only, but that's also just because I want to think about I'm her, I think about, about her, having sex sex. Yes. <laughs> yes. which is huge, you know, cheers. um, we'll to that. Okay. I mean, yeah, yeah, and, and I, I I agree that, like, I want to, I want to figure out a way for the fandom to, like, just focus in on the good parts of it, basically, AU? and <laughs>
2: that's my, I mean, my answer, my easy answer to that is AU, and only because I've got so emotionally involved in the arc of this, Season and then was so brutally like disappointed bitch slapped by the end of this season. I just like, I
0: listen to this is really interesting because I'm just like, that doesn't happen to everybody on every show that they watch.
3: Well, no, it I is,
1: can... it is like the inevitable, just the fandom life TV life. It just cycle. happened
0: really, really,
3: really
2: that quickly. Episodes, right? and, like, um, and here's my worry: here's my worry. There are shows where White Collar's is a really good example of this, where it's on sort of a second-tier, third-tier network. You start watching it as a fangirl, because you're like, who is that dude, and who is that dude, and oh my god, it's Tiffany Thiessen with amazing breasts, I want to watch this show. So, you start watching it, and then you're like, oh my god, this is really slashy, and really threesome and really great, and so you tell your friends, and your friends are like, I'm busy watching Supernatural, so (laughs) one when the season's over let me know and I'll catch up yeah. and this is why I was like just watch the first six just watch the first six because my biggest fear is that if you weren't part of this initial wave like in that first month of the show being on like where the you
1: glorious got, hit I, of like oh my god you yeah, guys. where you, this is you got, the got addicted to
2: this show and you just started mainlining it and then you all sort of got crushed together under the same folder but you still have those <laughs> feelings of joy and like I want, I want this to be something I want this I want this to be something like I want this fandom to be yes. something. I want to be able I to read like stuff that I, I didn't write. I completely understand where you're coming from, but I also feel like I'm a very
0: classic example of why I don't think that's gonna happen for you. Right. Because I started watching it with Mare.
1: Like right. we right. saw
0: the promos for it and she was like Well oh, I, I have
1: like George Blagden problems. Yes. Yeah, right. So, so I come from Le Miz fandom. He played Grand Terror in Le Miz and like so like me and George I'm like George Blagden has been ruining my life since like we December could talk 25th, 2012. for
2: a couple minutes about <laughs> the RPF issues <laughs> of the show. Right, right. And, and
1: he's like actually like literally like one of the most like lovely people ever and he can sing he and he like has a cat kitten and you're just like and he
2: has a a a a a, a, motor- a triumph motorcycle named Lucy
1: and he, like, covers, like, you know... Acoustic
2: covers Ge- of he- Jeff Buckley,
1: and, like, you know, he's just, he's basically terrible. Um, yeah. And it's just, like, the, the biggest sweetheart ever, and he's just, like, precious moments angel baby. Like, Hugh Dancy and Hannibal only, like, not fucked up. It's, like, it's yep. delightful, and he's wonderful, and, yep. like, I've loved him for, like, you know, I'm hipster and I've loved him for, what, four whole months, five whole months, oh my god, you guys. Um, and so, like, that's, <laughs> that was why I was starting to watch the show, because I was like, George George Blagden is doing something. Like, that was my gateway. <laughs> right, and they're totally I was like, George Blagden is, like, you know, reading a phone book, like yes, sign me up. Um. So
0: you basically told me about Vikings, yeah. and like I was like, well, I do have like a ridiculous cable package for various sports-related and news-related reasons. So why not? I'm gonna watch this too. And the first
1: episode was... It's very exposition-y. It's not really, like... It's slow. Like,
0: right, like right off the yeah. bat, here's my confession. I don't think it's a good show. I think it's been boring since the first episode. The plot doesn't make any fucking sense. Like, whatever. I don't care how attractive those, everyone involved in it is. It's a dumb, boring story, and I don't <laughs> like it. But basically I watched it because I was like, I think they're gonna bang this monk.
2: Right. Yeah. Because you like, actually feel like, like in like, even though you know better, end game you... of this. Even if it's not the plot, even, even if it's like a tertiary plot. Yeah. Like at some point in this, ter- there's a tertiary plot where two hot people are gonna bang a virgin monk and it's gonna be great. Exactly. exactly. Right. So like, like, like I will well, it no. through so, the weird exposition-y, yeah. boring part. I feel like you made it to what, what episode four? Parts. I made it to like episode
0: four. And then and then basically after I that, like, I was like, I cannot fucking believe. Well, then I got like really sick. But then I was like, I cannot fucking believe these two Vikings have not sealed the deal with this goddamn monk yet. Like, what year is it around the Lindisfarne Gospels? Like, what the fuck is Enthusiastic Consent doing in this context? Would you guys just bone him? Like...
1: (laughs) Please yeah, for exactly. The love
0: of God. No, and then and then pretty
1: much after that it was like episode five, they still didn't bang him. And then like next week I'd be like, Hey Pru, episode six, they still, still have not banged him. him. <laughs> episode seven, they still have not like episode, episode eight, seven, so he's awful. not
2: actually in the show anymore. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Episode eight, the show is awful. Episode also eight, they, they haven't banged to, him. Episode banged nine, him.
2: don't talk to me. No also one has banged, him. banged <laughs> him. Even in episode eight when everyone got high on drugs and had orgies. Or she's he still didn't get fucked by as anyone, so far as I can tell. There's one scene where you think it's gonna happen? Is it, like, Hey Priest, I've been waiting for you, come with me. And then she ceremonially washes him right. for his like his sacrifice. For his sacrifice. It's, the, it, it's, it's like, <laughs> and I'm like, man, it's you the need worst to break. Out. It's the worst
3: misdirection ever. We're kind of like I don't know how I feel about him losing it to her because I was sort of because he's like it, really he's really
1: fucked up on drugs exactly and, like, and also feel
3: right and, and also <laughs> I was I was in it for
1: the hot threesome but like okay she's okay. Washing! (laughs) What? What? And he's like, what are you doing? And why are you washing me? And she's like, you know why. And because at this point, hilariously, he hasn't, like, fully twigged the fact that he's a human sacrifice. Which is, like, really also one of the dumb things about episode 8, where, like, everyone knows that he's gonna get murdered and it keeps being like, here's this giant fucking neon flashing sign of, like, you are going to get killed. And he's like, interesting. (laughs) You're sacrificing people? You have to clean them? You're washing me? That's okay. So <laughs> and you're like, that's really fun. Okay, I don't really know what's going on. Right. I'm on drugs. And you're like, oh
3: sweet. <laughs> well and, and, and my problem as someone like I I mean I I literally spent um when when I went to um to my at Jamboree, uh like which was about ten like five five days after the um the threesome offer episode of right. this show, and so like this was at like the yeah, height of like, like kind it's of
1: like on my Donkey Kong of donkey my guys. like
3: insane mania, <laughs> and like the thing about it is I I spent. Like there is not a single person who was at that con that I did, that if I had like a one on one or like even like a, a one on fifteen conversation <laughs> with let that me tell person, you about Vikings where I didn't literally <laughs> you exactly break the
0: love of Vikings seriously Vikings. Yeah, where here's I literally a
3: where yes. no, my pamphlet was literally in my iPad Mini because I had it queued up to the scene in episode three when the threesome offer happens so that I could be like okay there's this show and there's a monk and there are these two Vikings. And there's a three-way offer and they're like, "Oh yeah, I mean like that subtext is great." And I'm like, "Oh, did I say subtext? I did not." Boom. And like <laughs> it was literally like a show and tell. And so I was so I was so right there for it. And like the problem is that for me at this point like I'm I'm not going to lie, guys. Like I'm trying, but like I am already like you're pulling away. I can't like
2: I I, I, I I feel like I got hoodwinked. I feel... No. I feel well, like... Well, here's the thing. I feel like... every like, like, like TV
1: I fandom, hoodwinked. like, ultimately you feel like you've been betrayed? Oh. Sure.
2: But, you <laughs> sometimes, but sometimes you get two or three years and, like, a couple epic fix and some wonderful ideas out of it. I feel like ten weeks ago, this thing happened. And then, like, seven or eight, you know, seven or six weeks ago, it was going to be the most amazing fanish thing that's ever happened to me in my life. And like two weeks ago I wanted to stab myself in the eye oh my god it's like
0: all of my relationships and I feel
2: like I feel like I was hoodwinked and I'm mad about it I think that's the key and we sound mad because we're mad oh my god it sounds
4: like we're perfect and And I feel I
2: feel I feel feel personally victimized by the mystery no no because I been preaching the gospel you we've the three of us together have been right. preaching the gospel of this show to everyone on tumblr who will listen to us and, uh, so we've been crazy. writing meta about it we've yep. been talking about how the end game is this threesome we've been talking about like how poly relationships are considered the norm in the society and how like it's setting it up for this and then all of us and we we, we just pin people into it one of my best friends who is who's a baby fanboy is he's one of the best people in the world, and he? I've known him since college, and I've basically been baby-stepping him. Oh in my god! Did you did you get him into this? And and you're and, a monster. At episode between, I think between episodes six and seven, I was like, no, really, no, really, you have to watch this, which is he so hilarious. Purchased the iTunes pass, mainlined it, and then like came on at, just at in time.
3: Eight right.
2: Like he, like he caught up at episode eight, which is the are they going to sacrifice Apple Stan without his knowledge or consent (laughs) episode, and then he emailed me and he was like, "The fuck is this?" And I'm like, "I am so sorry. I'm sorry. Like I feel like the worst friend ever for making you do this." So and now and I'm so I'm
3: just pissed. El, right Wait. now like I honestly feel like what's happening at the moment is that you are like in a couples counseling session <laughs> with with someone who didn't even bother to show and and you still and like you still have to get all of your feelings out there because they're losers loser <laughs> Exactly, because like you're like, I know that they're not committed to making it work anymore, and I can see that, and I can accept it. But I've wasted so much
2: time
0: and energy
2: on this relationship. Exactly, I've wasted so much of my heart and soul into making this work. I was have a virgin when I met him. <laughs> well, that's not true. <laughs> own fucking bare hands, and this is why I keep saying AU, because I feel like the writers of the show have personally victimized me to the point where I don't know how to make it work within the canon of the show. No, right. So I, but I have like three or four AU ideas in my brain, and I know these guys have AU ideas that we've talked about, and I'm like, that's what I want to read. You've given me, the one thing that the show has given me is this trio of characters, and the interaction between them. And I can work with that. And what I want to try to do is get other people to, like, just fall in love with these trio of characters. Watch through episode five. Just really like them. And then write me, a, write me as, like, an AU where they're in space. I will read it. I will read a space AU you mm-hmm. oh, these assholes. The only
0: story I actually really want out of Vikings is the one there and I've come up with that we're never, it's never going to get written.
1: No, it's it's the one where Ragnar is a Swedish hockey player living in the U.S. and Lagertha is his athlete <laughs> pro tennis wife, and loosely based on Alexander Ovechkin and Maria Komarik. and I will IRL. hurt you if that never actually gets finished. <laughs> well, but the,
0: but the greatest part <laughs> is that they never accidentally kind of steal actually. themselves a man.
1: Yeah, 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 Where we're basically in, well, like Adel- a lot of
2: ba- like Anderson Adel-
1: knocks on the wrong door essentially and gets basically like tricked into like watching like Bjorn and Gita and then like becomes their accidental nanny and then like. There's they're both really confident, like hot athletes. And I will like, read blah blah blah.
2: Seventy manifestos in this. <laughs> yes, like, I'm wearing. Like also, it's basically I also, just sort of like I'm it's gonna, not
1: even like handing it to. I'm also going
2: to write one where Athelstan is a Jonas, who's like a Jonas-like Christian pop star yes. who's getting death threats, and 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 Ragnar and Lagartha are hired his personal security detail. Mostly, I got that idea because Catherine Winnick, who plays Lagartha, is actual. She's She's a a black belt in two separate martial arts. By the time she was 21, she owned three martial arts studios. And she is a um, licensed bodyguard in California. So that worked for me. (laughs) So I'm just saying, like, she's hot she's, she's super hot and if great. you don't know who Catherine Winnick is if you watch bones there was a couple seasons ago where bones had like a she had war correspondent horrible, journalist thankless role yeah tor- like terribly thankless role but I liked her a lot and she's just really kick ass. she
0: the, well the problem with her in that role is just that she was way too young to be playing that character she was and she completely was also
2: unconvincing and it was also completely unconvincing because it's bones and so the end game of bones is <laughs> booth bones and she was clearly <laughs> not bones so he wasn't going to end up with her. like no one thought that that was going also, like, if you are
0: ever going to try and name-check Christine Aventure and imply you're more baller than she is a war correspondent, just shut your fucking face and walk
2: away. Well, that's the writer's fault. <laughs> like, the only that. person who's
0: allowed to do that is Marie be Bones is a, out for her. Bones is a terribly written <laughs> show. Let's yes. all be on
2: that. Let's all agree. Yes.
0: Well, here's the difference, though. Bones, I watched for, like, seven seasons, whereas Vikings yes. had to bail on episode three. Yes. No, yes.
2: no, I mean, like... Uh, yes like, and yes. Right. So, <laughs> so yeah, like... <laughs>
1: She's so, like... Cockroach
2: cake. Oh, cake. Crunch, 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 crunch. <laughs>
1: oh,
4: Why yeah. are there crunchy
2: things in my cake? Yes. <laughs> so bad. This is,
1: you know, I have to say that when we were first talking about getting to do a slash report for Vikings. Well, no, the funny, here can we also say that, like, the backstory of this is that we actually planned this about, I want to say, like, three or four weeks ago, so it was right around episode six, and then because of various scheduling reasons with, like, crew being out of town and people being in town and stuff... We could only we were like okay you know what we'll do it the weekend after the finale airs which is great so we'll be able to look back on the whole show and we'll be able to is get it only this more like, like weeks it's is been that a terrible week.
2: finale yes it's been only been a week. <laughs> 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 <laughs>
1: Yeah. Not
2: even solid. Oh my god, I'm not okay. <laughs> I'm yeah,
3: sorry. not okay at all. Like I promise. <laughs> like we um,
1: basically you know, so trust me. Like, yes, we were oh. waiting this, and, and we were like, you know what, this will be great. We'll do it at the end of the finale, and like we were still like, oh my god, yes, we'll get to talk about Vikings. We'll get to like, so, you know, we were still in our manic like proselytizing phase of like this is the greatest thing ever, yay, blah, 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 and then like, and then after last week, all of us were just sort of like, what are we even gonna say about the show? Yep. It's not just sort of like because all of us. Um, <laughs> All of us, um... Uh, sorry. <laughs> we we're, were just, just literally that's funny thing. We were watching this all, we watched this all together at Elle's apartment and literally, there's one moment where they almost trick you into thinking that Aslisten is dead and literally, like, the entire room was like, Noooo! "No!" All that I was unison. the only actual response yeah. that we, oh shit, look at that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and so, the, and, then, and then we all, everyone yelled no in unison. Everyone in that room, like, as a collective whole, was like, "You, if you kill him, I'll end you. And then, and then terrible, everything terrible happens. And at the end of it, all of us, who are like, normally if you kill can't really tell fairly chatty people about this kind of subject. Literally, we're just sitting there and like in like completely baffled, broken heart, silence. silence. And we just were like,
2: What? We were like, is that is that the end? We
1: actually there were, there was a moment where we were like, <laughs> was this a two-hour
3: finale? Yeah. And so there's a second
2: half. Because there was a point, there was because basically the history channel airs it at 10 and then airs it again at 11. And so it aired it at 10, and then at 11 it was like, da, 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 it was the Vikings music, and we were like, oh, 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 it was a two-hour episode! you Guys, but no, they were just replaying that hour again. Yeah. It was, and we were very sad. We, we, were like, sad. Yeah,
4: we, were we, we sat through yes. the
2: previous day on just to make sure oh, yeah. it wasn't actually the second hour of the episode. Crunch, crunch,
3: crunch, crunch. crunch. crunch, crunch.
2: <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I just snorted. <laughs> just, uh, that <laughs> was that noise.
1: Cockroach cake. No,
2: that? Uh, yeah, and it's so <laughs> like we we're literally
1: so funny, because like going into this, we literally were like, we don't even know what to say. And, like, so that's probably why we spent, like, most of this thing trying to explain what even happened, which is just, oh, let's be honest, like, a futile effort. And, like, as George Blagden has said in interviews, like, nobody in that cast knew what was going on either. Like, they at filmed, all. They huh? filmed-
2: They filmed it completely out of order. He basically knew about where he was in the series by how much terrible facial hair he had to plaster (laughs) on his face. Yep, right. Like, nobody really knew where they were at any given time. There was one guy who had a timeline on, like, a whiteboard (laughs) that they would refer to on occasion, but that was the only way they knew what month it was supposed to be. And I think that they didn't even... Uh, to be honest, I'm pretty sure Travis never looked at that, because <laughs> what nope. the fuck does Travis care? Travis is...
1: Well, whatever. He's
2: basically Chris Helmsworth, only with less cares. <laughs> yes. Right.
1: like Fewer fucks.
2: That's hard to gives, do. He yeah. gives fewer fucks. He, he is, he's, a, he's, a, he's an Australian farm boy. Who then became a male model. I need who to go to farms an actor. of Australia. Yeah. <laughs> yes. They keep churning out these yes. excellent specimens. Excellent specimens. Of men. And, so he's, and so he's just, he's a troll, and he likes, he just, in interviews, he'll just throw things at George.
1: And like, oh and like in like great things were like George being like and then like you know so I had a rope around my neck for like a lot of the early episodes and like sometimes like Travis would just tie me to things that I wouldn't notice and then he'd just walk away and then I'd like in like a couple minutes later I'd try to move and be like strangled because like I accidentally was like tied to something and I didn't realize and you're like yeah,
2: <laughs> Travis And then it was point, like isn't that
1: adorable and you're like
2: he George. Point, George He, at one point put like a rooster in some guy's poor car like why <laughs> he's just a troll he's a great he's a great Australian Well, okay troll. guys pause because I feel
0: like we could Go on forever, but I would kill myself. So, we <laughs> we
1: brought you down to our level.
0: But the question, the two questions I have are: yeah. Has it been renewed for season two? Yes. yes. Does, Does anyone? 2014. Have, they haven't even started filming. Well, are any of you guys are you watching it? Are you optimistic about season two? No. And the other question being,
1: like, what? here's here's the thing. Like, the, the funny thing is that I feel like right around episode six was when you sort of got into like the relationship with the show. Where like in a normal show, like that's like that's fairly episodic, as like television generally tends to be, um, it kind of returns to the same place at the end. Like you know, it's yeah you know, a narrative arc within like a larger arc, but like you generally have some continuity. Classic comedy, and like pretty much what Vikings started doing toward the end is like there'd be so many changes and things that would happen and fundamental shifts and turns in like everyone's relationships that if you were like writing a fic. And then you didn't get it done before Sunday, then like everything would be fucking different. And you you'd be completely, completely just just. And then like the next week, like everything would be fucking different. You'd be joss to hell. And so I feel like my personal relationship is sort of like I was almost glad when the finale happened because I was like, Good. At just least now we'll be just for You can't months. break anything else, you've done as much damage as you can. Now just go over there and don't touch anything Think and about stop ruining what shit. Done. And so, and pretty much, like, so we have, like, a whole other year, probably, maybe longer than that, before it comes back and starts fucking with things again. And whatever Phantom decides to do within the interim, or even if Phantom chooses to f- completely forget about it, like... Yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm not super optimistic. Oh.
3: <laughs> my, my thing about it is that, like, okay, so for season two and for various things, I would say that at this point... My intention is I will watch watch season two. Let's be
1: honest, just because of
3: George. Like I, I I I George and Catherine, but like, but the the other thing, but, but I do feel like. You know, it's kinda of get back into like that I'll, be, the, the I'll like, be
1: older and wiser. Well no, when exactly, I exactly. Kind of like
3: back. to continue to go with sort of like the like the relationship metaphor, which isn't actually a metaphor because we do have the relationships that we do with our blah. But like I'm like to go back in for season two at this point, I don't think that I'm gonna be i don't think that i can engage with it in the way that i did and so like i say that and obviously like when you get sucked cautious. back in like
2: cautious right like, but you that's extra hard on the line again
3: exactly and so like i don't i don't really have any intention of going into it with any sort of like hope for what it could do i'm mostly at that i'm not going to say that i'll be hate watching it but like it'll be closer to that Mm-hmm. than to what it was at the beginning of the season when I was actually watching, because I really just wanted to know what they were going to do. And, like... I
2: and ca- but- I still care about Lagartha and Appleston as characters. Yes. The show has done them wrong in a, in a series of ways, and I will watch season two because I want to know what happens to Lagartha and Appleston. And there are certain shows that I watched for too long because i had an investment in one or two specific characters this may be one of those shows there may be a point in like four seasons where i'm like just kill them off will you kill them off so i can stop watching which is what i did to csi about <laughs> about george ead's character like i'm like can you kill nick you killed nope. everybody else can you just kill nick Stokes so i don't have to watch this terrible show He live forever <laughs> he will live forever good on you george well done i'm sure you're just raking in those checks but I feel like at a certain point in season two, I just want there to be some resolution to the storyline with Lagartha and some re- resolution to the storyline with Apple Stan. And I would love for that resolution to be Lagartha punching Ragnar in the face. And being like, the monk and I are going back to my mom's house in Sweden. <laughs> Fuck you! And leaving. And then it's just Ragnar and Auslag and angry Bjorn, maybe, who knows. Bjorn like apparently has her back. So well, right. Or well, maybe Twitter. Bjorn would go out. And if they all leave for like four, five, six episodes in the middle of the season, I won't have to watch those episodes. <laughs> It'll be great, you time, I don't know. Yes. I, I, I will watch it because I'm, because I'm, obs- I don't know, because I hate myself. I don't know. <laughs> Yeah. because I feel really well, like your' still delicious space. aside from
0: the cockroaches
2: you never know maybe that next slice will be as delicious as the as the first one right maybe there'll only be three cockroaches this time maybe like you, you just you, you have to you are addicted to that cake now you've got those first slices got you hooked. You have and to finish it. You yeah. have to, you have to, you can't do So
3: it's a cocaine <laughs> cockroach cake.
2: <laughs> no, and I don't need cocaine drunk. to be addicted to a
1: cake. Uh. So you just need cake. <laughs>
0: <laughs> <laughs> All right. I'm going to step in here as moderator and say, it's time for you to give recommendations. So that when people watch the first six episodes and then bail, they yes. have some victory. Yes.
1: Okay, so for Rex today... Um, I have one fic, the first one is called And My Darkness Falls by Paperclip Bitch, which is a modern um, Manny AU, or sort of babysitter AU really, where um, Athelstan is a grad student and he does babysitting to make money. And he is basically the sort of setup out of it is that he has been, quote, reliably but secretly informed that he's the only person who's ever agreed to babysit for the Lothbrooks more than once. <laughs> because their children are terrible and like they're they're terrifying and awful. Um so it's it's a very short fake. It's one of those things where you read it and it's satisfying and like the only thing you want is like ten thousand more words of it, which is like one a pretty great compliment, I think, to give to any story. Yeah. Um it's pretty much sort of, like, the babysitter, like, Manny you thing that I just want there to be, like, three million versions of this, and this is one of the very early ones, and, um, and Paperclip Bitch always does, like, a really good job with that stuff, so, um, it's very, like, very funny, and, like, a really good Athelstan voice, and him being very, like, failing, and being like, I don't really know what's happening, and, oh my god, yeah, um, and then the children obviously being, like, you know, monstrous, monstrous, in like, a really delightful way, and, um, and everything's just lovely, And my second rec is actually a canon era fic called A Living Sacrifice, which is very tropey, but who cares? Um, Because the setup of it is that all of the, like, people in the Viking community are very suspicious of Athelstan and his Bible and, you know, him, like, being all into Jesus and stuff, and they don't know what it is, and they think he's basically, like, a witch. And, um, and so they're gonna, like, kill him for, you know practicing weird whatever religious practices and essentially, um, Ragnar manages to talk them into being like, "No, we're gonna totally sacrifice his virginity to Freya." <laughs> so pretty much it becomes one of those like it's kind of or alien fuck or, fuck or die or like aliens made them do it or like Vikings made them do it.
2: It's fuck or die Vikings, I think it's the best. Yeah,
1: and um, and they and it is kind of nice in this sort of like interesting moment. The setup to it is that they're like, "Okay, so you can die or you can have Ragnar fuck you." And Ligartha Lager- is basically like, "If you don't want to do this, we won't make you do this, and we will kill." you and you know you we
2: will got... kill you will make... it'll be fast and painless and right. which is actually
1: like it. in a very bizarre way this really lovely moment that you're like why is it so like kind of heart-clinchingly awesome that they're offering to kill him this is just really cute and then you're like what has happened to me
2: and He's like, no, nope, no, nope, I'll get fucked. No, it's he's
1: fine. like, he's like, I want to do it. Um, <laughs> so pretty much he does, and he's like, agrees to me. do it, and um, so it does have this weird sort of like manage to get some sort of interesting consent mode into like a fuck or die scenario, which you're
2: like, yeah.
1: Um, and so then basically it's just sort of like porny and awesome and like you know
2: really voyeuristic, really
1: voyeuristic, and like public sex and like blah 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 blah, and like kind of like virginy and awesome and like every all the tropes that you ever want to just like throw the wall at the wall. Um, and then pretty much like the end of it is just sort of like Ragnar literally carrying like boneless fucked out athletes back to, you know, their house while Agatha pets his hair, and you're just like, this is literally everything that I ever wanted. <laughs> Thank you, I'm gonna go have a cigarette. Yes. <laughs> um, so that's called A Living Sacrifice by Amber Fox 17 and um, super super enjoyable, and uh, no regrets whatsoever. Yeah. yeah.
2: I will say, I, mean, I have two wrecks that are, that are Perry, that are like you know, have sex in them. There are a lot of good, like, gen uh, sort of, um Character pieces on the AO3 that I recommend you read don't don't just don't just skip over the G ones the G rated AO3 fix because there's a lot of really really good character fix but I'll give you some explicit ones anyway. Um, I really really liked Tor. cunningly yes <laughs> cunningly carved upon me by random Eliza is really fantastic and it's this it's an AU of but it's a period AU where um, so Ragnar's initial quest to go west ends in him being shipwrecked and everyone's dead but Ragnar.
1: So he washes
2: washes up ashore on the beach of Lindisfarne and the monks basically take care of him and because Appleston knows a little Norse he ends up being basically Ragnar's nursemaid and then best friend and then when, you know, inevitably you know, I won't say. Anyway, I won't say what happens because I don't want to give it away. But it's really, really good and you should read that one. Um, And then... um, in house in house wreck is that Mistress Kirby wrote a, a story called Sins of the Flesh, which she basically where the it's basically um a story about <laughs> a really epic grand story. About <laughs> about <laughs> how yeah about how no, it's, it's porn. It's porn that's porn basically. How, this is
3: why- how
0: dare you <laughs> This is why guys listening to this, this is why we don't do this live before live. Yeah. <laughs>
2: <laughs> Where ba- basically it's that whole have you never shot the touch of a woman? Well, but you never said anything about dudes. That's the you never said anything about dudes. Um, so that's a really good porny one if you want to just take up from like the threesome scene and move forward into awesomeness.
3: Okay. Um, I have two wrecks. Uh, the first is a fic wreck and it is Wash the Echoes Out by Eleanor Lavish. Yay. Hey, so this is just the
1: circle jerk of us. Yes, yeah, yeah, I mean, yeah, it's yeah. not a big fandom yet, you guys. Yeah, it's, it's not. <laughs> That's fair.
3: Um and
0: she you can't see it but Elle just put her sunglasses on like a total like <laughs> deal with it <laughs> like in real life.
2: I think i no, I think I'm a little drunk, so <laughs> that you're, might be why I'm wearing my sunglasses. You're drunk inside my apartment. Also, they're prescription sunglasses, so this is actually the first time I could see clearly since I walked in the door.
0: <laughs> Everything
2: is, like
0: <laughs> so
3: terrible. Okay, guys. <laughs> <laughs> Cockroach cake. Crunch. Crunch. Okay. So, before
2: the show fucked me over, I wrote a story. She
3: did. Okay, so, um... Watch the Echoes Out by Eleanor Lavish which is a story um, which examines the question of whether or not the church has always historically been as terrible about issues of sexual abuse as it is currently <laughs> and
2: by and the way Prue Space is great right now because <laughs> I think, I think she, she thought I was normal and now she's really changing her mind Don't worry, I never thought you were normal <laughs> Okay,
3: um, but yes, but so, um, so basically (laughs) Athelstan really does not like to be touched even in a non-sexual, non-threatening sort of way where he responds to everything in a hyper, um, hyper-aware, um, manner. And, um, Ragnar and and Lagertha are concerned and sort of curious and Ragnar... They're like, doesn't he trust us? Yes, and, and Ragnar attempts to find out in his typical sort of not particularly subtle ways. And it's revealed, um, that... Some of the people back from where he came from were not so great, and Ragnar responds to that in the way that Ragnar would. The end. <laughs> and,
2: um, and it's it's, it's just really tack- the tagline tack- tack- of the story is.
3: It's a righteous quest. It's a righteous quest. Um, it's, it like, wrong. Revenge, it's, it's like It's like the best, it's, it's like, revenge. revenge porn in the world. Like, it really is. And, like, I would call it a revenge tragedy, except that there is no tragedy by the end of it. And there's also a porny coda, which is going to go up as soon as I can get off my ass and actually beta it. So, you have that to look forward to as well. Um, and then my second recommendation is actually not for a fic, but for, um the Twitters of both George and Catherine. And um, George's is just G. Blagden, Um, and then Catherine is Catherine Winnick. Um, And they're both just delightful. Like, they're just sweethearts, and they don't, you know, they don't spam. They don't go, like, totally crazy with, like you know, stupid shit that you don't really care about at all. And One time
1: Catherine tried to live tweet, and it was
2: really failing.
1: Yeah,
3: adorable. it was adorable. <laughs> and, um, George's
2: live tweets are equally failing and equally adorable. No,
3: George's live tweets end up being this thing where he's like, oh, wait, no, it is on the History Channel, so I can try to, like, guide them through like I'm an English teacher, and it's just, it's, it's so precious. I don't even know how to deal, um, obviously. And, but the other thing that they both do is... Um, they they both end up linking a fair amount to non-sexually explicit fan art. Okay. But so they're both really, they're both really great. And one of the best fan art pieces that Catherine linked to, like, five or six weeks ago was this in to In the be, glory days. In the glory days, back in the day, when we were still happy and young and didn't know better. And, you know, I feel like I'm Fantine right now. Yeah, and, were. um, so,
1: um,
3: anyway, see, it all comes around, like this fandom. Okay, so, um was just this amazing, amazingly adorable picture of, like, just the the happy Viking family. And you were just sort of like, oh, this is what the show is, guys. This is amazing. And see if you can just, like... Manage to like brainwash to yourself, that. yes, into believing that. that that's still true. Everything will be great. But yeah, I really recommend following them because they're adorable and they do link to great stuff. And, and, and George also
1: sings. Um And like for example, like there's a Vic- there's a monk chant that happens in episode two before they get raided, which he had to write. He wrote and like taught it to everybody because like, yeah. And then he does covers on his YouTube channel. His like, oh my uh, god, his cover <laughs> of um <laughs> it's the PJ hair we saw. Yeah,
3: the mess. Um. Yeah. Um. This must be made. It's. It's.
2: It's amazing. It's amazing. Just and, like, Google George Blagden singing and yeah. just watch every video where he's holding a guitar. Right. Yeah. Exactly. Or like go on his tag on Tumblr and yeah. then, like you know your
1: life will be ruined again. Like let's reiterate. He has a cat named Kitten. Yes, it does. Like, a <laughs> motorcycle that's, named Lucy That's right. what we're dealing with. Right. And I'm shutting this down. Shutting yeah. down. We actually did have a really great email thread that was just, like, the title of it was Cap's luck, George. George. (laughs) Right. It went on forever.
0: This has to end. All right,
1: guys.
0: (laughs) Please, please, please put us out of our misery. misery. I will. I will. I'm putting myself out of my misery. (laughs) Guys, thank you for tuning in. It's been a blast. Thank you, three crazy lunatics, for coming over. And, um vomiting all of your feels and, and your spleen and, and cockroaches coining crunch is my new thing that <laughs> I am going to say when a show goes horrifically off the rails
2: hello Good cockroach job, in Al. my cake exactly
0: exactly cockroach in your coat cake yep. so much alliteration you
2: don't need coke I'm just saying it. the cake in and of itself is delicious
0: <laughs> anyways
2: thanks everyone who is
0: listening to this somehow still
2: um, <laughs> some non cockroach cake for all of
0: you who've made it this far for <laughs> tuning in um if you for any reason inexplicably want to catch up with us during the week you can find us on twitter at slash report you can find me on twitter at often imprudent or on tumblr at rage Prufrock or mk at um on twitter and mklutz on tumblr and that is it for us this week we we'll side bye bye bye, bye.